You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate with a very special import this evening. It is huh? a fine Canadian brew, <laughs> and it goes by the name of Peter. It? Also, Are you objectifying? Is that what's happening? It? Oh, well, we're not starting this well. It's my it's my spouse, Peter. You guys oh. have seen him on Twitter here and there, talking yes. to the pod. And I finally talked him into joining us tonight. So I hope you guys are excited because I sure am. We're super excited to have Peter here. I think he's going to give us some good wisdom. He's going to help balance out, uh, you know, all of Kate's snarky comments. I, I'm sure he he is uh, down to earth, oh, completely no. serious the entire time. Um, I think it's going to be great. He's yeah. going to join. So Tyler, he's upping the professional warned. level of the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for joining us, Peter. That's that's fantastic. It's great, great to have you on. You know, we we hear your t- or not here. I read your tweets frequently, um, so it's all it's great to have you on. Thanks for joining us, man. Well, thanks for the opportunity. All right. Well, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump head first into this episode. We've got a jam packed kind of catch up episode. You know, it's been a few weeks since we've been on. Are you hungry? Uh, Because you said ketchup and you've said jam and I'm not sure what the condiments are for. I am so hungry. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready to eat. Bring me some charcuterie and um, some wine and I'm ready to rock and roll. (laughs) So listen, here's the deal. So what we want to do is talk about what we've been watching during this quarantine time to, 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 for all of our geek, uh, all the geekness that we've kind of been consuming over the last couple of weeks and months. So I'm really interested to know um, what uh, what the, the newlyweds mm-hmm. have been consuming. Kate, Peter, Awkward. tell us what, what have you been up to? What have you guys been, what have you guys been watching, listening, consuming, so on and so forth? Well, I'll give you the G rated list. How does that sound? Oh, Please. <laughs> this is, this is a family podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So we've actually been doing a lot of reading. Um, nice. nice. And so we've got a few books to talk about here. The first of which is The Relentless Moon by Mary Robinette Kowal. It releases oh. next week on the 14th. Um, it is actually a book three in her Lady Astronaut series, which is a, an award-winning, fantastic series. Highly amazing. recommend. Amazing, amazing. The first book in the series is The Calculating Stars the second book uh, in this series is The Faded Sky, and Relentless Moon is a parallel story to The Faded Sky. And it's a different lead character, which oh. I did not know when I picked no. up the advanced reader copy and went, wait, wait, where's Elma York? I, I, I don't want this, Nicole. We're, hello, this is interesting. We're going to the moon, and there's murders and espionage on the moon. Things are happening. People are trying to kill the astronauts on the moon in their habitat nice. as they're trying to establish a lunar colony. So we have a mystery. We have a thriller. We've got spies going on. This is 1960s. Um, there was a moment there where I thought that Mary Robinette maybe sees the future because we have protests going on on Earth. Then oh. there's an epidemic that starts. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. what is going on here? Wow. But it is a fantastic book. 
uh, if you haven't read the series, do yourself a favor. It's it's so much fun. And if you're looking for really interesting, really nuanced uh, female lead characters, this series is definitely for you. Mary awesome. Robinette Koala is just she's just so good. I it just yeah. I love everything she writes. And just as a nerd factor for those of you who don't know, she's also a professional puppeteer and has been on Sesame Street as a puppeteer. So oh, yeah. oh. you really need to know about she's Mary. She's cool. She's so cool. Mary is awesome. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's great. So, I read that one on my own, but we've actually been doing a bunch of co-reading together, Peter and I. We um, do that. He's a, he's a great audiobook narrator. I keep trying to talk him into, you know, doing that more seriously. But in the meantime, I get to enjoy him. Nice. Um, so we did something a little different recently and went for some more thinky kind of sci-fi fantasy books and I introduced him to Joe Walton. Have you guys read any of her work? I haven't, no. Ah, oh, well, Lent was our first book of hers that we finished together. Why don't you tell him about it? Well, sure. I mean, I had never even heard of Joe Walton. Um, it's been a while since I've read science fiction, so I was very grateful to Kate for introducing me to her. And when she suggested Lent as an option for us to read together, I checked it out and, okay, on, uh, you know, Amazon, I saw, oh, the book cover shows like a, a, a medieval cloister walk. Right. And then there's a figure of a demon and it's called Lent. So, okay, I guess it's obviously uh, set in like some sort of Christian monastery situation. Then we started reading it and it turns out that it's set in early renaissance florence in in italy and so far so good but we were both a little confused about why is tor books publishing an early modern history or speculative right. history book and then came the plot twist big one and it made a lot of sense but one of the things that made it so fascinating and so much fun for us to read is that um after a while of reading I finally realized that the, the main character, Father Girolamo, is in fact Savonarola. And if that name doesn't immediately ring a bell to you, it's because you have not studied um, early medieval, uh, early, early modern, late Renaissance um, philosophy or history. But Savonarola was a key figure in Italy, the Italian Renaissance. And then, of course, um, one of his good buddies is Pico della Mirandola. And all these names are getting dropped into the narrative. And of course, they all knew each other. And so it's Richard been... Third shows yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, in our reality, he never made it up to northern Italy. Which is your nudge wink hint that something really big huh. happens mm -hmm. in this book. So I really enjoyed that. Now, I've listened to a few podcasts on, you know, history of philosophy renaissance stuff like that so i got that extra kind of bit of joy at all those little i guess uh, easter eggs mm -hmm. but you don't have to be that kind of nerd to enjoy this novel because it's a really well written book and the plot twists and everything are great and incidentally this is the very first novel i've ever read that uses the word apocatastasis Look that one up, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, I would have to. I would, I would do, If I was reading it on my iPad, I would. that would be the one that I would you, highlight you and then say define <laughs> because yeah. I have no idea. I blame him because I, he introduced me to the word about six months before. So I'm like, I know that one because <laughs> I didn't otherwise. 
Well, that's awesome. I love it when you're reading and you know that the author has done their research. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love Michael Crichton is because, sure, you don't have to know anything about science or uh, genetics or any of that stuff. Yeah. But as you're reading it, you feel like, well, now I need to do some research. Now I need to find out what part of this is historical and, and kind of what characters and moments and, you know, you know, all that stuff actually line up that make that feel so rich because, you know, it's like a good lie, right? It's mm-hmm. steeped in, in mostly in truth. truth. There's yeah. just a little yep. bit, little bit of that fiction that makes things interesting and, and, uh, and, and really worth reading. So Absolutely. that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad. So is this, let me just ask me, is this a twist? Maybe you don't, you, you can not say. So is this alternate history? Is that what this is? Is that kind of the genre this would fall into? Or is this more a, um, like, who would enjoy this book, I guess, is my yeah, question. So if, if, you're, you, if, if you're a nerd. If you're a history what? nerd, you're going to love it. If you're a philosophy okay. nerd, you're going to love it. If you like just a story that you don't really know where it's going, but it just sucks you in and pulls you along and you're just happy to go along for the ride, this is that story. But once mm. the twists start happening, you're like, oh, wait a minute. What's going to happen? Oh, this I, is I, not the book I thought it was. Yes, it's it's so it's it's is it philosophical sci-fi or is there no sci-fi? It's it's more just a can you even tell? Can you even fan, say is, that? Is it fantasy? Is it? <laughs> Trying horror. not to give us. OK, not horror, although no. there are some horror ish moments in it. Well, I mean, the main character um, has a habit of casting out demons, sending demons. Oh, back Gotcha. Got it. So, 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 so we're more in kind of the um, religious. Um, I, I, I will listen. I'm one, one of my picks will be in that similar category. So, okay, okay great. I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. So, spiritual kind of. Um, uh, but you don't have to be religious to really enjoy okay. the depth of cool. that. So, yeah, right. totally, totally, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. You, you've piqued my interest because at the moment, in fact, this afternoon, um, well, I've, I've been waiting to read Lent for a while. I, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it, um, but uh, but so you've, you've piqued my interest there. But I'm also this this coming year. I just discovered today. I'm uh, I'm going to be teaching a. Um, I'm I'm switching courses. I usually teach ancient literature. For the last few years, I've been teaching you get ancient free literature of it? and history. I mean, I'm, medi- I'm medieval. That? Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm medieval to Renaissance, which is finally like cool. that's this is my this is my if i wasn't doing modern this is my my dream and so i'm, I'm getting there's a bunch of other exciting things that we could talk about later but uh but I, i'm like okay i would still love to get a couple of novels at least that i could recommend if we can't put them into the curriculum that my students could could latch on to because you know it's not a not it's not a novel period it's you know we're, mm-hmm. we're in plays we're in epic poetry we're in things like that um yep. so is this one that could be like could high schoolers latch on to this one or is it uh is it Probably so. I mean, if yeah, if they're cool. into like if, if they t- don't like need age appropriate explosions and, like and stuff like that, sure. Um, sure. yeah, it's yeah. it's very steeped in the history, but told so well that you're not like, oh my goodness, stop nice. with the history lesson already. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. Awesome. No, super good to know. I, I was just saying today, I, I need I need a couple of those. That's, I haven't had to think in that direction for a little while for like recommended mm-hmm. books. So exciting. Good to know. Yeah. And our next book. Uh, which we haven't actually started to read yet, but it's kind of a follow-up to Lent, also by Joe Walton, and it was just released on the 7th. This is called Or What You Will. Oh! And, and it's not like a sequel I, I knew that was coming anything, out. there's a lot of Florence connections, etc. But in this one, the main character of the book lives inside the head of an author. Oh. So the very first chapter is called The Bone Cave. As in your skull. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm excited. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. We got Tyler at least. I'm excited. I'm Chris ready. Chris is looking entirely no. convinced, but. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I, I, I was waiting. I, it, it's, what's a great tease? And of course, you said you haven't started reading it yet, but that, yeah. that sounds. That sounds very intriguing. No yeah. doubt. I mean, that, that's, the reason that's we haven't started reading it yet is that right now we are about what a third of the way. Yep, about that. About a third of the way through "To Like the Lightning" by Ada Palmer. I I own that book. Ooh. That's weird. Oh. Like nothing oh. else we have read yes. before. It is it's so good. Yeah, it's good. It's strange. <laughs> it's, it, it was <laughs> not what that, I expected. Tyler? Yeah, 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 I did. It's it is oh. not what I and I don't remember honestly because I don't remember enough. It's one that I read on a plane. Um, oh it, it wow! Was, it was wrong setting. Wrong setting for me to entirely. Read, so I need to pick it back it's up. not a binge book. No, it is not. It's it is. It, I don't even know how to describe it. It's political it. It's like, sci-fi, but set like twenty four fifty four. Well, the 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 um the person who's telling the story, yeah. he's telling it for people in the future. Yeah. you know, farther ahead than twenty four fifty four. And he uh, he plays with a lot of of, of history and the mm-hmm. way he's telling the story. Uh, gender disappears randomly, mm-hmm. so people are they's. Um, yeah. He's seemingly an unreliable narrator. So mm-hmm. when he does things in, like he talks about things he does in the story, like wait a minute, if he can do that, what does that mean? And so it's like you're getting this mystery uh, revelation of who he is, but. Uh, uh, how how do they introduce him? Remind me. Oh well, he introduces himself in the very first chapter, um, kind of setting forth. Here's the project that I'm setting before you, and you may, dear reader, protest that I should not be introducing yeah. it in this way, but this was the fashion of literature in the ancient times, and so I'm yes. replicating it. And if you already know the name Mycroft Canner, then you can close the book now. However, if you do not know my name, please, I grant you, read on for a few dozen pages, and then you will hate me. That's not (laughs) verbatim, but that's more or less. And it's like, wow, what a hook. That's cool. One of the other things that really I enjoyed is that, okay, we just talked about Lent and all the references in Renaissance era. Well, Mycroft Kenner, the narrator of To Like the Lightning, is infatuated with the Enlightenment. So again, we're getting all sorts of uh, kind of historical and philosophical and literary um, name drops. And I haven't actually geeked out to the point of double checking all the facts because (laughs) I'm not sure that he's all that reliable. Sure. But hey, it's a lot of fun. Huh. I I should pick it back up because it it is one that I binged and and then put down. I was like, all right, I don't. Okay, that's fine. But it was... Yeah, it was on a plane. See, the- Tyler, knowing you and your love as a his- as a as an English teacher and your love of history, you would have loved if you were able to really absorb the moments yeah. where you're in a scene, you're watching it, and then suddenly you're reminded that Mycroft is actually there off to the side watching and talking. Yeah. So it goes in and out of him being present, which lets you actually experience him as a servant being forgotten and then yeah. remembered and existing oh. again and all these other fascinating things that they do. And yet... Although he is a servant, a servitor, he is connected to everybody. Like all of the, there are a little bit of the world, uh, seven nations, nations yeah. no longer exist. Instead, there are hives and there are seven hives in the world. And you choose which one that you feel like matches who you are and what you're interested in too. Once you reach the age of adulthood, you get to choose your own hive. Right. Well, 
this narrator, Mycroft Canner, knows personally, first name basis, the leader of every single hive. So although he positions himself as a lowly servant, this dude has a lot more going on. And like I said, we're only about a third of the way through, but I want to know who this guy is. Huh. What's his yeah. story? Why did, Why can he do these things? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, he's a servant because he uh, has been convicted of a crime where you lose all rights. And from now on, you have to serve whoever asks you to do something. You only eat if someone gives you food. Like it's a totally, but it's a so-called utopian kind of future. It's mm. Interesting. Really deep, fascinating. What, what, what is the building. title of the book again? Can can you repeat? To like the lightning by Ada Palmer. And it's book it. one in the Terra Ignota series. There um, are four books in the series, though book four doesn't come out until next year. Yeah. Fantastic. <clears throat> so awesome. Yeah. That sounds fascinating. It's it's that's super more of a, interesting. Yeah. That's more of a fa- fantasy, or is it? This it, one's it sounds sci-fi. like what you're saying. Sci-fi. It's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yes. So even because with the way you're describing it, it sounds like you know seven hives, but is it? It's not on Earth. It's is it or is no, it? No, it's on, on Earth, future. but it's yeah. a reorganized Earth in the future, as if nations don't matter anymore, and we've sort of fixed the problems of the world. We have uh, the, cool. the transportation system. You can commute to the other side of the world in you know like a couple of hours, kind of thing. Now, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Cool. That does sound great. That sounds really good. Yeah. Love so it. for those who are looking for something different from standard fare, <laughs> these are some really good picks. Now, it sounds like it. Yes. We haven't only been reading. I guess, Kate, have you been watching Snowpiercer? Um, I started the first episode. So if you guys are familiar with the movie Snowpiercer, the TV show is airing. Yes. I don't think the season's done yet, though. No, not yet. Yeah. Uh, episode 9 will, will be airing uh, Sunday, July 12th this weekend so and it, so t- oh sorry go ahead well so i was i was really curious about snowpiercer the the movie or the show mm-hmm. sorry i i enjoyed the movie a lot um love bung joon ho I, I i parasite was phenomenal oh, yes um we watched blew, that blew my mind last ago. year loved that movie oh, <laughs> it's i can't recommend parasite highly enough um i it snowpiercer is a tbs show is that correct I honestly I think don't it's remember. TBS. Okay, it is it good because it looked real rough. I've been really enjoying it. Okay. Um, the thing to remember is that um, uh, uh, Bong Joon Ho is involved in writing every single episode. He is. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, I believe this. he's also an EP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so. I don't know where you saw where it looked a little rough, but it was it was a preview. I haven't I haven't read any commentary on it. It was just a preview. That I was like, oh, that just uh, doesn't look like what okay. I want. So maybe it was just a bad preview. Okay. So well, and your expectations from the movie versus this, I think, will make a difference too, too because yeah. it's set before the movie. Oh, is it? It's um, a prequel. In the same, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Set yeah. in the same world. It's when the train is first getting set up and everything. Well, it's the seventh year. Okay. Uh, they they passed the seventh new year. Uh, right. Well, I okay. think it's like the first I saw the beginning episode. of the first episode where they yeah. showed the starting. Okay. Now, okay. I'm a few episodes behind. Um, I've only watched up to episode, the end of episode five. So I've got three to okay. catch up on before Sunday. But um, basically, okay, so if you've seen the movie Snowpiercer, you're familiar with the concept. This um, globe encircling train just keeps yeah. perpetually moving because humanity has caused a catastrophic global climate event everything is frozen yeah and one man mr belford 
had the foresight to design and stock this train so that it could keep going and preserve humanity. And yeah. of course, all the you know oligarchs, the the billionaires, bought their tickets, got on board. Right. But at the last minute, when people finally realized what was going on, you had a whole bunch of people rushing on. Your and everyday so, people. And right. so you've got right there the social stratification setup. You've got first class, second class, third class. They all bought tickets, and then there right. are the people crammed into the tail of the train. Yeah. So you've got this great societal commentary set up right there yeah um, and that's bong joon ho's bread and butter that's what he does oh, best. Yes. yeah and so we saw that in the movie too um yeah. where it gets a little bit more interesting uh it starts out in the very first episode there's been a murder on the train and of course everyone is shocked because us uh the, the wealthy the well-to-do the first class the second we would never do such a thing and the only person with any experience in solving murders is an ex-homicide uh, detective who happens to be stuck in the tail. Okay. So he is dragged out, pulled forward, and basically coerced into cooperating with the investigation. And it goes on from there. Uh, the detective is played by uh, uh, David Diggs. Oh, um, no way. Oh, man. From Hamilton. From, yeah. From Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And blackish and undone. Yeah. And Star Wars Resistance, um, although the top listed name on IMDb anyway is Jennifer Connelly. Who, oh, I, know, I did see she was in that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Sean right. Bean is also in it. <laughs> oh, get out. Really? <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And Bear McCreary does music for like most of the episodes. So. Ooh, and we love names. Bear. Oh, we yeah. really do. Okay, and, and so wait, Sean Bean's in it. Does he maybe you can't tell me. Does he survive the first episode? Is he <laughs> the one who's murdered? The first, he's the, the first one who's murdered. Episode. Yeah. There's no doubt. He's the one. We haven't murdered. seen him yet. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. really? I'm only oh, I'm only 5 episodes in, and wow. it's a 10 10 episode season, but okay. I have not seen him yet. Wow. Interesting. All right. Okay. I, I, Fascinating. I truly in, intrigued. I, I had written it off. I was like, nope, not going to. It's fine. It'll be whatever. So, I'm but excited. it is a recommend from you guys. You're saying this is something that's oh, yeah. worth watching. I've been okay. enjoying it thoroughly. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I, you, genuinely, you are the first people I've heard yes. talk about this show. Mm. Yep. Um, so that's that's encouraging because I've I, there was a lot of hype yeah. leading up to it, especially because of Parasite's success. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Snowpiercer, of course, being you know one of the you know films that really got traction, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, <laughs> like literally, you know there was a lot there, but then I think it got lost in you know pandemic world right, or right. whatever. So yeah. I have not I've not even explored it further. So fascinating. That's great. I will have to seek that out. That's that's a good recommend. Yeah. Here's a key question. So I haven't I started the first episode, got interrupted, and I haven't actually gone back. Can someone watch it and enjoy it who has not seen the movie? Yes, you do not have to have any familiarity with the movie. Okay, good. good to know. Good. I mean, I have seen the movie yeah. and actually fairly recently, but it, no, yeah. not everyone has. So yeah, blame Peter. In fact, I me watch it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, and very same. I, I saw I saw saw Snowpiercer after Parasite. I, I had just missed it somehow wow. in the shuffle. Yeah, so it's holy cow. I'm excited. Did you see Okja? Also, I believe. Yeah, that's Bong a Jun-ho. that's a weird movie. <laughs> Okja, Okja, very that's, very that, good. I actually enjoyed it. It's weird. So did I. But yeah. That's yeah. the monster one, right? Yeah, it's a big hippo. Yeah. No, it's not a monster. Well, I, okay, the, the the big yes, the yes, big hippo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The humans yeah. are the monsters. 
the humans are. Well, the of course. Like, Tilda Swinton that is, is the monster the, in particular. That's the point. Yeah. Yes. Is that oh, still yes. a surprise? Awesome. I mean, didn't the Witcher do that? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. guys, do you have anything else that you wanted to, to that mention? That is our list for you guys. Nice. Awesome. Those are some really great picks. Heck yeah. Very intriguing stuff off of the like off the beaten path, truly. All mm-hmm. of my picks are totally on the beaten path. <laughs> right so on I'm top glad. of the beaten path. <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you can lead us to in the, the world path. of pop. That's uh, right. Mine will yeah. be in between, I think. Yeah, in between. Good. Well, that's perfect then. So, Tyler, why don't you kind of take the next step then? Let us know what you've been into over the last couple of weeks. Uh, let me give a, so I've I've sort of have a a pile of recommendations and then some of some of which I'll, I'll dig into uh, the first, this is actually something Kate, you, you teased this a while ago and, uh, and I was so excited about it and then had to, had to buy it and read it. So um, this is devolution by Max Brooks. So Max Brooks ah. wrote world war Z, right. And then yep. the, uh, I forget the, the handbook uh, zombie something handbook. I forget what it's called. Survival, yeah. survival, survival, survival yeah. guide. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I weirdly I just is, bought, but haven't, haven't read it yet. Um, but devolution Weird. takes place in my neck of the woods in, in, uh, uh, central Washington. And, um, it is basically Mount Rainier erupts and forces hmm. a bunch of Sasquatch down onto this <laughs> isolated oh. eco community. It awesome. is, uh, so good it is so good. i read it in like <laughs> two sittings interesting it is just oh it's so awesome and uh and it, it was weirdly because you know it was it was definitely you know written and published and stuff like that before or or um approved for publishing before covid but it was mm-hmm. it was interesting because this community that they're in is uh is a, a self-isolating kind of community they're this this very green very eco like self-sustaining community and so it's weird and then they're and then they're actually cut off by the eruption on mount rainier and so it just it felt very strange of like oh so we we've also been living in this very isolated world recently what if mm. bigfoot attacked so and again that's not far away from where i live so it was just it was cool it was really cool to to see and to um to read very so you fun. Liked World really. War Z. Those were some big shoes to fill. Did Bigfoot, it is you know, achieve? Nowhere okay. near the mastery that is World War Z. I think that's that's just a phenomenal, okay. pheno- phenomenal book. It's still really good. Um, okay. You know, like if, if World War Z is a solid five stars, I would I'd say you know this is a good. I don't I don't know what I gave it either between a three or a four stars. I'd probably give it four because it, it's an enjoyable read. World War Z is read. just brilliant. Yeah, totally. Yes, read this on the beach. Read this sitting outside, whatever. Well, actually, please don't go to the beach at the moment, but still. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, so Devolution, that was really good. Um, I read the new Suzanne Collins book, the new Hunger Games prequel. Okay, um, right, tell me. Right tell after me. teaching oh it. So I so I just taught Hunger Games for my oh. for my ancient lit class, my ancient lit in history, because it deals with a lot of the same themes as ancient Rome. And so, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get my kids into something that will make them connect to those ideas but still be modern and fun. Um, I, I actually really wish I had known about this and had read this and, and you know, could have bought it and, and taught this for the school because um, – so it's called the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, and it's it is the main character is President Snow back when he's a, a teenager. So it's yes. it's sixty years before uh, the the uh, first Hunger Games book. Um, it's it's very interesting knowing that you know I wonder if I didn't know that if I read that first would I you know how much would I um, how much would that color my opinion of mm. um, Snow of, of Coriolanus Snow? We find out his his first name. Um, and, 
it's very philosophical. It's really intriguing. It's it's um it's not as action packed as the Hunger Games trilogy are because it's actually about um Snow and his uh and his fellow students are like uh, there's they're, they're at this prestigious academy and they are asked by the government to help basically make the games relevant to the population and it's it's oh, a wow. social experiment it's very very interesting and that's when like the idea of um you know betting on the games or getting mentors for the um for the tributes are is worked in there because they they know they need the populace to buy into the entertainment in order to um to you know be Enslave at peace them. which is it's yeah it's so interesting it's a very very interesting philosophical read um if i was still teaching ancient i would probably i would probably bring that in i might still find a way to do it with something else later but it's okay it's a blast, so that so. seems to answer my concerns and if i know they're doing a prequel to hunger games i'm like really we do not need a prequel that story is done it is complete yeah and as but far as i know like this, this is, is not else. a new trilogy or anything i think it could be um like the you know kind of a anakin skywalker you know the down the downfall of snow sort of a thing um but it is it's an intriguing book it's it's really it's good political theory there's rousseau and Locke quoted all the way throughout it it's it's a blast so um, right in the epigram at the beginning too is is uh, some quotes cool. from him so uh, from them so that's that's kind of the fiction I, I've read a couple of other fiction um, recently but that those are the two big ones that stood out the other thing is I decided this summer I always give myself a little bit of a project over the summer um, just some self education throughout the year I'm either reading popcorn kind of books or I am reading for school especially this coming year I'm going to be reading for school a lot more because I'm prepping two new classes that I've never or that I haven't taught in a long time and um, and so I read, I, I decided to sort of get myself educated on some of the earlier areas of, of modern Hollywood that I hadn't read or hadn't known about in a while. And there's mm. two books that have been on my radar for a while. Um, and it's also informed my movie watching. So these two will kind of uh, flow into each other. So I read two books. One was Pictures at a Revolution by Mark Harris. Pictures at a Revolution by Mark Harris and Easy Riders Raging Bulls by Peter Biskind. And they are really good. So um, they're both, there's overlap in the topics. And I kind of wish I had read Pictures at a Revolution first. It kind of actually would have kicked it off better. Um, Pictures at a Revolution, uh, and my brother Daniel is the one who recommended this to me, is about the five best picture nominees for uh, for 1967. Um, And uh, which would be, uh, what, The Graduate, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, um, guess who's coming for, to dinner in the heat of the night and Dr. Doolittle. Um, oh, wow. and which by the way, gives you a, a picture of why he's writing this, you know, Dr. Doolittle is the one that does not belong in, you know, in all of those. Mm-hmm. And so it's about the end of the studio system. It's about these overblown, over budgeted, crazy off the rails musicals. And then these pictures that are trying to say new things and do new things. And it's about the birth of new Hollywood. So, and new Hollywood, for those of you who don't know is, is this time again, starting pretty much with what they say is Bonnie and Clyde, but um, you know, um, easy riders, raging bulls would assert that easy rider did it. And, um, but it's about this shift away from the studio system where, hey, you can have sex, drugs, and rock and roll in your in your movies and the studio shouldn't be in control. And it's about, you know, a, a bit more independent films and the rise of George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola and, and uh, Dennis Hopper, Jack Nicholson, these guys. So it's they're, they're two crazy books. They're really good. Um, 
Pictures of the Revolution is much more of a narrative, whereas Easy Rider's Raging Bulls, I would say, is much more of like drinking out of a fire hose of all of the names that are. So these are, are nonfiction or fiction? Non- nonfiction. Yeah, nonfiction. Okay. But Pictures reads more like, again, a narrative. There's much more of a focus. Easy Rider's Raging mm-hmm. Bulls is a history textbook of the time, basically, whereas mm-hmm. Pictures is, is much more of. Um, here's how these five movies mark a turning point. And then it's, it's just, you know, Rex Harrison is this, you know, mm. racist, drunk, sexist guy who's trying to be Dr. Doolittle. And he was a waning star in Hollywood, but then got a, a, a best actor a win for, um, for my fair lady. So he's at the top and, and but he just derails this production for years, single-handedly, mm. basically it's, it's cool. It's just, they're good books. So that, <laughs> That majorly, majorly, majorly informed what I was watching uh, for the last uh, for the last month or, or almost two months now. Um, again, I'm just going to give a list, uh, and these are things that I would recommend um, uh, to a point. But I I really backed up, and so I watched I watched those those first few that I've named. So Easy Rider, Bonnie and Clyde, The Graduate. None of these, by the way, I had seen before. Um, In the Heat of the Night, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which I cannot recommend highly enough. Uh, Spencer Tracy's last film, he died six weeks or six days something yeah, like that after finishing after. filming yeah. um katherine hepburn's in it american graffiti i watched right around the same time as well which i had never seen is uh, that worthwhile if you're not a super ph- film buff just for an phenomenal. average watcher okay. phenomenal i 100 uh, 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 american graffiti like so I, one of my favorite movies is dazed and confused and mm-hmm. and american graffiti is is the generation before right so it's it's, it's the it's the 50s and then days and confused is the 70s and it uh it's it's great um it's the one that made george lucas right i mean before Star yep. yes yeah. totally and Correct. francis ford yep. coppola had to jump in and kind of save the production a little bit because george lucas doesn't know how to direct humans uh it's it's interesting so uh midnight cowboy butch cassidy and the sundance kid uh jaws mccabe and mrs miller it just it's and then getting into to scorsese the rise of scorsese who just i think lived breathed and ate coke uh for (laughs) two decades and yeah um so anyway just this whole era of new hollywood is is a little bit of a gap i knew sporadic films from that time period um you know the godfather and you get those really huge ones but i really i kind of got to dig into the nitty-gritty of this of this time period and, and learn about it and it's been a blast so cool uh so that's what I've been watching. And then this one, Chris, I think you've watched some of this. And so I'll, I'll kind of start the conversation. And, and we're, we're, ju- we're jumping on the pop train now. We're jumping right on the pop train. Okay, awesome. Fantastic. Welcome. Just Welcome so, aboard, ladies and gentlemen. So my childhood, my childhood, uh, the, the, the scary part of my childhood flashback yes. at me when I opened up Netflix the other day and saw Unsolved Mysteries yeah. pop yes. up on Netflix. I was – I. I, I, that was one of those shows kind of like the X-Files and things like that when it was first on that I kind of watched out of the corner of my eye because it was yep. too scary. Um, yep. And man, I just plowed, I, I plowed through the first three episodes in one sitting uh, and just absolutely, uh, it was Drowned so good. Oh man, it really, it really did. In fact, the third episode, I don't remember exactly what it was about because I, I was just kind of zoned into, you know, this, the trance of, uh, of Unsolved Mysteries. But um, was that the subtitled one? Are you talking about the one that happens in... Uh, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I do not remember the third episode. I know I watched three, but I don't remember it. So, uh, But I know okay. I watched the UFO one, and I watched the one where the, where the the uh, with the disappeared uh, young girl. Um, oh, so you, you, you didn't watch them in order. You, see, you just you it, went... I just hit play. No, I, I, I've discovered that somehow my Netflix randomized it. 
um, because I just hit play yeah, it did. and it and it put three random ones. So because uh, I was talking to my sister in law and she's like, "Oh, did you watch this one?" I was like, "No." She's like, "That's the, that's the second one." So that's interesting. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no. I've got a haunted TV. Um, I totally. Anyway. I'm with you. And that yeah, well, Unsolved Mysteries was my like childhood fear and it was the original like true mm-hmm. crime podcast it's what true crime oh, totally. podcasts have become totally. now right yep. and i eat that stuff up i i oh. love true crime stuff that is just one That's... of my i don't know if i call it guilty pleasure but probably yeah. so the music um, just like raised the hair on the back of my neck when it yes. started oh so good yes <laughs> and this is this is shot very well this yeah. is this feels this is a modern netflix mm-hmm. reimagining of what unsolved mysteries was and now is mm-hmm. And what what I love about it is that it's it it does feel they do the the same concept where they you know reenact yeah. uh, mysteries that occurred, but it is very heavily focused on giving you the information mm-hmm. that you would need if you actually have information on how yes. to solve this this it, crime. It's mm-hmm. way more docu series than it is dramatic reenactment, which which it used to be. Yeah, there's a lot more. It looks very nice. It's yeah. very well shot, but it is meant to give you the information. It's not as nearly scary or yeah. what I would call even like um, uh, what is it taking Eerie. advantage or oh like, yeah yeah uh, you know it, it doesn't feel that way. It actually feels like hey we're gonna we're gonna intrigue you. We're gonna tell a good story. But we're also going to make sure you've got the information that you need in case you have information yes. about this particular Which was unsolved. Always mystery. part of it, right? It was always if you know yeah. if you have this information, you know, please contact. Yeah, it's it was yeah, it was cool. So, and and they just recently uploaded all of their information to um, a database oh. and put it up on um, on Reddit and other places oh, cool. so that you can like browse everything so that you can look and see like, okay, here's the information. Here's that information, the stuff they weren't able to fit in the episode. So you can actually, wow. if you have information, you can actually figure it so out. It's like, it's like crowdsourced it's uh, yeah. mysteries. That's cool. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. There goes Tyler's yeah. free time. No, 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 no. I'm they've, not, no, I'm not going down that, down that road. But they, they but they've actually, they've said they've already, law enforcement has already gotten several credible, wow. um, uh, you know, pieces of info that they are, following up on already oh this is exciting um, so anyway we'll see what happens yeah. but it's 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 great it's a great show huh. it really i would definitely recommend the, it. the thing that i want them to do next is rescue 911 with william shatner i that's <laughs> right. that's what i want them to bring back yeah uh no, uh, for some reason i don't think it's gonna happen but you know i, nope. I, I would like it no well but what if so. what if like i don't know chris uh chris pine uh starts hosting <laughs> rescue 911 <laughs> so he just oh reenacts everything that's, at the shot that's all it ever is. Yes. Oh my yeah. Gosh, please don't. I want him please to also don't. then, uh, yeah, do some do a musical album and and just do it for us, Chris Pine. Anyway, so that's, is that that's it, all. Tyler? Yeah, I could I could give more. Uh, like we could talk about Hamilton, but I would say let's let's push. Yeah. Those of you who are curious about Hamilton, let's Chris, you're you're wanting to talk about that. Um, go listen to our uh, to our episode of Screeners where Chris and I were both on this episode, and uh, it was this week's, uh, and we sat and reviewed Hamilton, and I would say, spoiler alert, we enjoyed it slightly. Yep. I cried Ish. multiple times. I love that. I love that play, that show, that musical. It's fantastic. So, so yeah, good. Check it out. Disney Plus right now. Yep. Okay. You, so I'm going to talk I'm going to talk about three different television shows in increasing quality. Yes. Um, so the low, less, less quality, but I really enjoyed all of them. So that's why I'm talking about them. The first one is Solar Opposites. Have you guys heard of oh, Solar Opposites? Oh, is it good? I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you told okay, us yeah. about this, or at least maybe you said you were going to watch it. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Anyway, I, I finished it. Okay. I, I'm, I'll, I'll really quick just 
throw it out again. So if I haven't already said it, maybe I did in a, on the last episode. But Solar Opposites, same guy who created Rick and Morty. Now I'm told I'm really good at Rick and Morty you impressions. Are. You're so good. Um, and that so before. because I'm not of sure that, where, though. <laughs> You're so, good. so because of that, um, I started watching Justin Roiland, who is the creator of Rick and Morty started a new show on hulu it's a hulu in fact two of my picks are from our hulu exclusives um and so solar opposites is it's about a family of aliens who move to middle america yeah. where they de- de- debate whether life is better there or on their home planet <laughs> it's basically it's a um uh, like a sitcom i would say a, a, a i heard it's like roseanne with aliens yes oh. it totally but it's all animated um okay, and it, there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of arguing. There's a. It is very messed up. Like they do not have a. This is not a feel good family show. It's more like whoa. What is this? Is all screwed up. Everybody's got their problems and issues. Um, but I would say it's it's kind of it, it's it's middle of the road. It's not as great as what I think Rick and Morty does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty close. And its penultimate episode of the season is fantastic. Um, it's it's a really great episode. Um, so I would highly recommend uh, huh. if you're if you're a fan of Rick and Morty and you like that uh, milieu, you know what I mean, with that kind of feeling, the uh, you'll the, mil, the, you, the yeah exactly <laughs> all those French words to describe things. Um, you'll like you'll like um, Solar Opposites. It is I'm intrigued. Very very um, it's, it's very well done. Okay, the second pick I have uh, is on if you've got. HBO Max, um, yes. you would like this. If you're a DC fan, Doom Patrol. Mm. Have you tried Doom Patrol, Tyler? No. Oh. Have you guys no. checked out Doom Patrol? No. What no? is this reaction? I mean, I know it's out there, but I haven't gotten around yeah. to it. T- t- Tyler Tyler immediately backed You can't see Tyler, but he immediately backed away from the the, the microphone. It's amazing. Okay. Um, you need to check out Doom Patrol. Why? Why are you, why are you unsure? It, I want to know what Tyler why Tyler has moved away. It's, what, what's it's going on? DC TV, which I used yes. to, by the way, be a huge fan of, and then and then after Watchmen. That doesn't. Like, that's that's good. Um, it is uh, much. Yeah. It is much more. It's much more in the vein of Watchmen. Okay. than it is what's on like the CW. That's, okay, so it's not CW. No. Nope. DC. Okay. So uh, the first two episodes are narrated by Alan Tudyk. Shut like up. Oh, yeah. Okay, never Sold. mind. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> it is. You, I'm telling what's you guys. What's the premise of the Ledman Patrol? <laughs> what's the, what's so it is a. So it's basically think of the X-Men. Yes. Um, except they, the X-Men don't like to go outside. <laughs> um, they all have. Agoraphobia? Um, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't like to be seen. They all have um, issues where uh, their particular powers cause them extreme pain and anguish. Okay. Um, and um, they don't want to be heroes, but they have incredible powers. Um, and um, yeah, Alan Tudyk plays a character called Mister Nobody. Um, guys, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's quirky. So it's weird. DC's finally got Go it together. This is it. Okay. I, I would. I, this is. This does not feel like a DC show, except Cyborg is in it for some reason. And every once in a while, he talks about the Justice League. But it is. 
it's not is it it's cinematic like cyborg that. is it cyborg from the from the dceu it's a new no, guy. it's a completely different guy it's a completely different dude um he is he plays like the straight man he plays the guy who wants to be a hero and he's like come on guys and they're like what we don't want to, what are you talking about kid let's stay here and you know drink and you know so they're so all is it like the forced. boys sort of but I, or like i guess the boys they all are faking being heroes is it like that tone yeah, the, i mean is it the tone of the, it where it's very realistic no the boys the boys is very no it's not the boys is very i would say it is much more in the vein of watchmen okay. in that it is um it is self-aware i mean just to give you an idea sure. just real quick I, I don't want to spoil anything but there is a um a donkey that eats you and when it eats you you go to an alternate dimension it's that kind of stuff. Okay. And, you, and you've got to find your way out, and then you're puked back out. Like out, is, out. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, no, it's all out the mouth. But it's, okay. it is. No, no. She was talking about the donkey. Is, the, yes. Right, yeah. The donkey is an ass. Yes. But it, it's just. It's amazing. Uh, it's crazy. It's weird. It's quirky. I'd, I'd be very interested to know what you think. If you've got HBO Max, just watch it. The second season is supposed to be coming out. It, it it's it's getting pretty good praise right now. It's just it's weird. It feels weird. Brendan Fraser um is the the uh, one of the guys. I can't remember. Cliff Steele is his name. I can't remember <laughs> the name of his. So so it's just Timothy Dalton is in it. What? Um, you should have with that after after uh, uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying James some Bond? really cool. Yeah. James Bond really and George cool of the Jungle. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So those are those are my first two, and then can my I, last one will can be. Can I jump in? Do you have another please HBO Max recommendation? That's on HBO. No, the next one's a Hulu exclusive. Let me, so go ahead. Just, you have something else just on the Max? vein of HBO Max is one I realized I had watched but hadn't uh, hadn't said anything about was um, Love Life on on HBO mm. Max, which is is it's it's a romantic comedy starring Anna Kendrick, and it's a it's an anthology series. There's a different person each each time, and it's just. It's delightful. It's kind of it's a more serious How I Met Your Mother. That's that's how I describe it. So anyway, it's I'd give that a quick recommend. Awesome. All right. So my last recommendation and the one that um, my wife and I watched and is so weird and so quirky, but I I really am enjoying it. Um, it's called The Great on Hulu. Have oh, you heard about now The Great? The, the I want great? to. It's Catherine the Great, and it's like Nicholas Holt, and right. Oh, and uh, L. Fanning. Yes. So this is a sometimes true retelling of Catherine the Great's rise to power. Oh. Um, it is wonderfully amazing because it is not historically accurate in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it doesn't even try. <laughs> it is. It, yeah, it doesn't even try. It is. It's funny. Uh, it's horrifying. It is it's 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 brutal um but also uh sweet it's uh very it's just crazy i mean you 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 follow catherine the great from being a no one to becoming uh the empress of mm -hmm. russia um and you follow along as she begins to learn that she wants to bring more European ideals to the way that Russia uh, is 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 doing things in their uh, in their government, and it is, 
it's 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 crazy. It is just nuts. And it's one of those things where you realize very much like Hamilton. Mm -hmm. You know Hamilton, what you're seeing on the stage is not historically accurate, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just absolutely true mm -hmm. but it makes you want to find out what yes. actually did happen uh it causes you to think that's entertaining did that actually happen mm -hmm. is that the way this actually it's very good at setting a stage for entertainment and enjoy but you can also tell they're trying to say something um and it's it's very good so mm. i would highly highly recommend i'm that. intrigued fascinating yeah yes I, i've seen it, it come is. across my feed but i i hadn't heard anybody talk about it, it so I, yeah I, I had not either. Melody and I were looking just to start something. I was like, you know what? This looks interesting. Let's just watch the yeah. first episode. And my jaw hit the floor. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? What is this? It's a period piece, obviously. Mm -hmm. It is really well shot. It looked it's like it funny. had the tone of the favorite a little bit. But I don't know. It's written It's written by the guy who wrote the favorite. Oh, Get out of town, did it? All right. Yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos? Created by the guy it? who... Uh, it's Tony McNamara. Okay, uh, okay. Ma yeah, McNamara, yes. Wow. Um, is the creator. He also wrote The Favorite. So, That's yes, why Nicholas it is, it too. Interesting. Okay. It's very much in that in that vein. I would highly recommend it. I don't – Kate, it's hard for me to recommend things to you mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because <laughs> it, is, it is exactly what you don't like. Um, okay. There's a lot of abuse ah, towards women. Okay. Uh, it, is, it is high that – because that is the reality of, mm -hmm. of the world. It is brutal – almost in the same way in which uh, Game of Thrones is. Although there is no, this is TVMA, but it is, uh, there's very little nudity. Uh, mm. There's a lot of sex scenes in it, but it's they're always clothed. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very, it, it, they do their best to censor, but it, it, there is a lot of sexual violence um, towards women because, but obviously that is one of the reasons why Catherine the Great wants to change things because she mm -hmm. feels like she is being abused. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but what's weird is that things go along. She start anyway, I don't want to spoil any of that, but just that is a caveat I will give to you, Kate, because I, I know that's something that definitely does bother you and it is absolutely there. But I think um, if, uh, I, I think the show is still worth watching. I don't think it's ever, it really is about empowering Catherine the Great. Mm. It is all about her realizing this system mm. needs to change. This cannot continue. We need to change things because women need to have a voice. Cool. And it is, it's it's real good, guys. Cool. It's real good. I'm intrigued. So. Oh man, guys, this is like, this has been just actual, not just, hey, here's what I've been watching, but real recommendations. I'm super excited for, uh, well, they're always real. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, because often, often we're talking about things that, like, that either some of us have already seen, and it's and it's fine, or it's like, yeah, okay, that sounds great, but uh, probably I'm not gonna. But like, I would say we've all. I don't know, guys. I'm just gonna say, pat on the back. We did good. <laughs> we did good. <laughs> wow, self congratulations. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just in a weird mood. I think we did. Oh no, I'm not saying I I did good. I, I mean I know I did good, but like you know whatever, it's fine. <laughs> you guys, you guys, great job. Keep 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 talking, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Well, with you guys that, really I think up today. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I think we should wrap it up before Tyler turns any more shades of red. Uh, <laughs> Kate, why don't you go ahead and wrap things up for us? Alrighty. You can find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time. Don't forget to stay demented! <laughs>